Welcome to Viewpoints, listeners. I'm your host, Henry Grossack. It's me great pleasure to welcome to Viewpoints for the first time Dr. Cameron van der Smee. Um, Cameron's a lecturer of health and phys ed at the, in the Institute of Education, Arts and Community at Federation University here in uh, Melbourne, Victoria. And I came across Cameron's, uh, some of Cameron's work in a magazine called Education Matters. That was primary September 20. Two to March 23, he wrote a piece called Examining Children's Physical Activity Engagement in Early Primary Education, and it's an area of concern to a lot of us, and I, I found the, the article fascinating, but there's a, a lot more to Dr. Cameron Vandersmee than that, and uh, we'll get on with it now. So welcome to Viewpoints, uh, Dr. Cameron Vandersmee. Thanks, Henrik. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Your interest in um, health and PE goes back a long way, uh, Cameron. Um, tell us how and why. So, um, yeah, my interest in health and PE, uh, when, I, when I'd finished school, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. I went and worked at a few summer camps in the US and, and was working as a sport coach in those camps and a, and a lifeguard and a swimming coach. And I realized I really like working with kids. I'd always enjoyed, uh, I'd enjoyed the content of, of, of PE as a kid, but hadn't always enjoyed my PE class or my PE teachers. So I kind of found myself when I got back from America uh, thinking about what I would do, had a friend who was studying HPE. So I did my degree in that, taught for for four or five years in the US as a PE teacher and just kind of developed a real passion and interest in it, which kind of led me to further study and an eventual um, PhD in, in HPE to to hopefully realise kind of broader ways to help, help HPE. I, I felt like there was a lot I could do within the classroom but by stepping into that academic role and kind of looking at HPE more critically and more broadly, I thought that's probably a way to, to make more significant changes in the HPE landscape. Mm. So what did you do your PhD in um, and what did you find? So this, like this article is, is one of the articles mm. from my PhD. So I looked at, um, I spent six months at a primary school in Victoria um, and I was trying to understand kids' physical activity engagement, you know, how active they were in PE, how they were interacting and what effect that had on their PE engagement, trying to understand their physical activity um, on the playground and trying to understand the experiences and the different types of physical activity that they engaged in outside of school. Because the question that kind of prompts this article about that, um, you know, the it's, it's pretty well established that there's a drop-off in physical activity and PE engagement um, at th around 13 in the secondary years. Mm. Um, and I was really, as a primary teacher, I, I'd already seen kids kind of disengaged in primary and not enjoying PE. So my thought had always been, well, maybe it's happening at the secondary years, but it's a buildup over time. Um, and so that's really why, I, you know, why I went to this school. I want to understand how kids were engaging um, in physical activity in those spaces early on and what it might mean for, for further engagement later down the line. Mm. Did uh, anything surprise you in your, um, your research work, uh, Cameron? Because often we go there with, uh, you know, a hypothesis or whatever, and uh, along the way there's a few gems that come out of left field. Did anything come out uh, left field for you? Absolutely. It was, you know, I, I, being, a, being a primary PE teacher myself, I'd always seen you, 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 you tended to have kids always enjoyed PE, but you tended to have, 
you know, beyond that, you tended to have half who were really skillful and really enjoyed everything you did, half who kind of struggled a little bit, couldn't always stay engaged, couldn't always stay focused and, and didn't always enjoy what you did. And so my assumption had been, well, and like most teachers, well, those, you know, I've probably got, it, it probably makes sense that there's about half the kids who would be active, half the kids who are not active. Maybe those kids are not doing any physical activity outside of school. But what really surprised me was the ways that all kids are being active outside of school, especially in early primary PE, in a, in a variety of ways. You know, they all, like I just assumed, like most people do, that those kids who aren't active in PE, maybe they're just couch potatoes. Maybe they're playing video games. Maybe they're not mm -hmm. going outside and being active. So in interviewing the kids and spending time with the kids, I was actually really surprised that they all are active outside of school so those stats that say, you know, kids aren't meeting that 60 minutes of moderate to vigorous physical activity, mm. I actually found that, you know, that's not necessarily, especially in the early years, a true reflection. The kids are all active in a variety of ways, especially early in primary school. What's so that really surprised me. Yeah, yeah. So it is surprising. What's interesting is a lot of things are, are set uh, or courses are set as in our early years and the early years we say are so much so important in our overall development and attitudes Cameron it's interesting that more children start off interested in PE yeah. and active in it and yet despite that that bedrock of of participation and interest it drops off um, and, and, and the reasons for it dropping off um, did you look at that Absolutely. And so that was, that was, that's kind of what I discussed in the article. And it's mm. one of the key things from mm. my research. It's like, hey, hey, what's going on here? If all these kids are active, they're all, they're, they're active outside of school. The majority of them are running nonstop and moving nonstop on the playground. But then you look at the year five and six kids on the playground and many of them are sitting down and talking. Many of them aren't engaging in the same way they did in early primary um, and you start, talk to those those older kids and they're not engaging in as many physical activities outside of school. So it, it kind of led me to, to figure out, to think about, well, what's going wrong here? Um, and what I, what I discovered is, you know, there's a lot of emphasis put on the school, on the fact that the school, you know, because kids spend so much time in the school, the school can play a really important role in helping kids foster a love of physical activity and foster ongoing engagement. But what I found is, the school can actually have a narrowing effect. Um, in, you know, we tend to, in primary PE especially, we tend to opt to, to promote a really mm. sport-based version of PE. It often focuses on competitive team sports, which makes sense within the Australian context because we're a very sport-focused you know, focused country. So, you know, the, the, the focus tends to be football, soccer, cricket, kind of your, your really mm. general competitive sports and in the early years even though they're not necessarily sport focused they're kind of pre-sport teachers PE teachers are often teaching the skills that are necessary for those sports mm. so which kind of contradicts what I was talking about in the fact that the kids are all active outside of school but we're not in in primary PE we're not taking advantage of that we're not actually incorporating all the different the different types of physical activity experiences the kids engage in we're offering them this kind of narrow narrow approach which privileges those kids who are engaging in those sports outside of school but doesn't really take into account the experiences and interests of the kids who are doing you know 
you know, who are walking, who are walking the dog, who are doing these kind of non-sport based, you know, non-structured physical activities. So we tend to, we tend to narrow their approach, um, which over time can, can mean that some of those kids end up becoming less active. Mm, that's a good point. Another one, and we were talking about this off air, <clears throat> the digital, the increasingly digital mm. world in which we live has often been um, blamed or held responsible mm. for, for some of this trend. Uh, how, what's your take on that? Yeah, so it's a it's a really good point. It's it's often you know the, when when kids are less active, it's often really easy to make the argument of well, video games, computers, TV, um, and obviously you know right now in in 2022, they are kids are you know blessed with options, or I guess you could say cursed with options because there's ten streaming services, there's four game you know four or five different types of game consoles. There are all these things that keep kids inside. But I guess there's always been some sort of version, like every generation has had some sort of technology that would keep kids, mm. that could potentially keep kids inside. Like I'm 36 now, but in the 90s, there were still game consoles. There were still, mm. you know, TV channels and things to watch. I think it's probably we, we leap too, too quickly to, to that being the reason rather than really, you know, unpacking it and going, well, you know, what are we doing in, what are we doing in, in PE? Because for some kids, PE is their only structured physical activity and what's happening on the playground. Maybe the, the video games and the technology can, can definitely play a role, but maybe we need to examine that as well and, and start to think about, well, that kind of competitive team sport that's, that's prioritized in PE and that tends to be prioritized on the playground as well maybe that doesn't align with all kids maybe we need to ask them what types of physical activities do you like to engage in and actually weave that into our curriculum and kind of you know address the strengths and, and needs and interests of, of a wider range of kids mm. now another very substantial um, influencer on children's learning outcomes educational achievements etc is obviously the family did you did mm. you look at um where the family fits uh, into this schema of uh, s children's engagement or declining engagement with um health and PE activities absolutely one one of the the research methodologies that i used was a was a photo elicitation so i got the parents for about 25 kids I got the parents, I gave each of the parents a disposable camera mm -hmm. and I tasked the parents with taking photos of their kids being active outside of school. And then I did follow-up interviews with the kids about those, those photos where they could speak to them, explain them, talk about them. And it was really important in contextualizing not only the types of, of physical activities that kids engage in outside of school, but, but definitely the role of the family. Like so many of the photos were were the kids being active with their parents being active with siblings so definitely like encouragement and support from parents and the parents being active can definitely play a big role in kids being active but obviously there are barriers to that as well like culture is is a, is a big barrier to that because physical activity obviously is not necessarily prioritized in, in every culture. So there were kids who didn't engage in any physical activity because it wasn't a significant part of their culture. So I think that's that's why, and especially my research area I spoke focus on specifically is year one and two is early primary PE because for reasons like culture, socioeconomic status, 
PE teachers who teach you one and two have to realize that there are some kids who are coming into year one PE with no experience in physical activity at all because of some of those reasons. There are some kids who are coming in who have engaged in a wide range of physical activities mm. because their parents are really supportive of it. But also there are some kids who are engaging in sports or physical activity that actually don't really want to, but their parents are putting pressure on them to do that. Mm. So that was one of the interesting things I found as well. Mm. And kids can always at some point as they get older rebel against uh, mm. what their yeah. parents and or their teachers uh, demand of them. So in looking forward, uh, based on the research you've done, Cameron, what mm. do you see as the implications for our schools? Yeah, uh, really good question. So moving forwards, there are, there are a couple of things that I that I think that I, I you know I kind of propose in this article, and that are key mm. things that I'm working on. Um, number one, you know, it's it's quite common with PE teachers and you know academic literature, as I said, to focus on the secondary years that we're losing kids in year nine and ten. So that's when we've got to grab them. But my argument is that's kind of too late. We should be focusing on the early years. And really getting kids in, engaged and um, you know involved and offering a wide range of physical activities and taking their interests into account to kind of help them build a positive relationship with physical activity um, over time. Um, because if it's not, and this is this is a crude metaphor, but if it's not, it can kind of be death by a thousand cuts. You know, mm. one one negative experience in primary PE may not be too bad, but if they're having multiple negative experiences over you know, year, year one to year six to year seven to year eight, by the time they get to year nine, it might not be that they suddenly drop off, but they've had multiple negative experiences over the time. So they make that choice to, to disengage. Um, and so the second thing also I propose is a more democratic approach to, to PE, you know, rather mm -hmm. than just the, the PE teacher going, these are the four or five sports that I do each year and I'm going to do these sports. It's much more about asking kids what are your interests? What do you like to do? And kind of using that as the starting point to, to kind of develop the curriculum with the kids. You can still focus on the same curriculum descriptors, similar skills, but giving kids choice and giving kids options, um, I think is actually much more likely to have a, a positive impact. Um, and the final thing, because the playground plays a really important role in this, because um, often in Australia, primary playgrounds tend to kind of prioritize sporting spaces, which makes sense. It's obviously, it's easy to put in football goals and you've got a big wide open football space, but those sporty kids then tend to dominate those spaces, choosing who can play and in what way. And for the other kids who want to engage in other physical activities, there are other places, but they tend to be overpopulated. So once again, the kind of playground plays a role by overemphasizing sport. So what I propose as well is kind of, changes to the um to the primary playground to give more spaces for alternative types of physical activity to give those kids the room to engage and be performative in the way that they they choose i'm extrapolating from that cameron um and and it's just cropped in my mind as we're talking would would it would it make sense also to to take it f uh, a broader focus and include teachers in um in in the discussion and in the delivery not just specialist pe teachers because um we have a lot of people in schools who uh i, I can't teach pe i'm not particularly interested in sport mm. but from what you say um 
there's lots of other areas that are not competitive sport that teachers uh, could feel far more comfortable with in integrating in their teaching and learning program and they don't have to have this sort of, um, well, I'm a qualified PE teacher, which is what a lot of people, uh, I, I think, uh, view PE as. Absolutely. And I'm a big champion of general teachers um, teaching um, PE um, I, I, at our university, I teach the, the course that the, for the primary teachers that they, the generals teachers on, on HPE. And, and so I'm a big believer in that. And as you said, it's often, especially with generous, often they go, I can't teach PE. Mm. I don't, I don't really know sports. So what they often tend to do is they'll contact the AFL or they'll contact, you know, tennis Australia or they'll contact a sporting organization and get someone to come out, um, which can be good, but those, those people kind of, tend to come in, do some skills and, and, and head back out. They don't necessarily have the curricula and pedagogical knowledge that the teachers do. So I'm a big champion of um, uh, the general teachers being uniquely positioned to teach HPE because they're, they know their children. So mm. I don't think to teach primary PE, you don't have to have the huge content knowledge. You don't need to know how to teach 20 different physical activities. The, the best thing is to, to know your kids, to know their interests, to know their previous experiences. And then with them, you can develop the curriculum together. You know, you can, as a group, here are the 10 physical activities that we're going to focus on. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to have a sh huge content knowledge and all those things to be able to teach it. But often that is a barrier for primary PE teachers. They don't feel like they have the knowledge which makes sense because often they've only done one course in their undergraduate degree um, and they feel like they don't have that sporting experience. But as you, you know, as you expertly put in your question and I've hopefully elaborated on, I think it's much better if they know their children really well and can adapt um, and engage their students in a, in a wide range of ways. Mm. Now look, time's on the wing, Cameron. It's been a great discussion. Um, anybody who does postgraduate research work and, uh, and puts all those years of toil and sweat mm. in. There's a passion there. Do you see, mm. and it's early days yet, do you see some green shoots in so far as the research you've done, the very worthy research in this field, um, potentially having an impact on, on the people who make the decisions about what we do in yes. schools? A absolutely. Obviously, I'm, I'm only a few years post-PhD, mm. so I'm, I'm, I'm publishing articles and I'm, and I'm you know, I'm, I'm doing some things like, an, you know, obviously working, working, you know, doing some stuff with some schools and doing some stuff with with um, HP organisations. But eventually, as I continue to develop my ideas and, and continue to think about these approaches, I would love to do, you know, to make proposals to the, to, you know, to, to the Department of Education and kind of do both the kind of grassroots mm. small stuff at schools, but also hopefully change things at, at a higher level as well. So I'm just, I guess, and even in doing this interview with you, just trying to raise, um, you know, awareness of, of some of these issues and really um, P itself is kind of often, you know, thought, thought of as at the bottom of educational issues. And then within that PE field, primary PE is kind of lower than secondary. So that I'm, I'm just wherever I can going around, you know, um, sounding the alarm and, and kind of trying to trumpet and, you know, spread the news about how important primary PE is. So that's that's hopefully what I see continuing to be my role. Oh, and, um, and I commend you 
uh, commend you on that. As a former, way back in my youth, uh, mm. PE teacher myself, Cameron, uh, mm. and, and you're, you're dead right. It needs to... Uh, we talk about it. We talk about the importance of health and PE, but as you say, the the talk often translates into g from good intentions into something that doesn't quite live up to it. We'll certainly get you out here at Berwick Lodge, and uh, if this interview can reach the audience that we we have uh, and have an impact, Cameron, um, we'll be very very pleased. Thank you so much for your time and the work you do, and we'll certainly catch up at, uh, with you in the near future. Thank you. That was Dr. Cameron van der Smee, uh, lecturer in health and PE in the Institute of Education, Arts and Community at Federation University. And his research is focusing on how we can reframe for better outcomes uh, PE in primary schools.